Come one, come all to the After Dark Podcast. The podcast in which Sheriff Anthony does his best to wrangle Conrad through Westworld, one doggone episode at a time. So kick back and grab yourself some Apple Jack, or some Adam's Ale if that's your preferred poison, and get ready for these two wannabe cowboys to ramble the night away. Music is provided by the fantastic Nancy White and Jared Iscariot. Enjoy the show! Hello, and welcome to the After Dark Podcast. My name's Anthony James, and that's Conrad. Hello! How are you, Conrad? I'm very well. I definitely didn't wake up an hour ago. <laughs> <laughs> Which is funny, because it it might make the audience think that we're recording this super early in the morning again. But we're actually at 20 past 1 in the afternoon right now. Yeah, and listen, I can hear you at home jumping to conclusions about the way I live my life. And let me just say... It's not normal for me to stay up until four in the morning watching a wrestling show, but events transpired on the, this weekend that forced forced my hand, and unfortunately, uh, Anthony's had to be very patient with me as I have slept into the afternoon for the first time in, definitely the first time in my 30s, possibly the first time in like 10 years, I think, that I've actually done that. That's crazy, actually. I can't remember the last time I slept past 12 o'clock. Yeah. Um... But I can remember the last time I slept to four a.m. Uh, so you know I'm I, I'm right there along with you most of the time. But uh, yeah. yours is like probably children related though, which is you know, <laughs> it's, uh, like that's not much more selfless. <laughs> not, not all the time. Sometimes Mario related. Uh, but uh, also I will just say it was okay, it was okay that we were a bit late, Conrad, because actually I got a nice little bit of time to work on my masters, which is oh, lovely. You know, causing me quickly towards losing my mind these days but it will be finished very soon um and then i can actually get back with the family and actually like doing things for the channel because it won't be taking my mind away from it conrad so that's always good well you're welcome <laughs> yeah yeah you're welcome exactly, yeah. my lateness yeah so every time you're late now just like you know take it as a positive for me right guys well here we're here to talk about episode nine the penultimate episode of season one mm. some reveals in this one conrad as all will say um, yeah some so- green in the book for Conrad. <laughs> if you... Uh, there has been once or twice in this season so far where I have called random characters Arnold. Uh, sometimes I accidentally gave away the right one. Sometimes I called a different character Arnold. I think one time I, I called... I think one time I called Ford's dad's like dad host. I think I called him Arnold one time. Yeah. Uh, so there's, there's been a whole load of problems going on here. It's um, been misdirection, though. Like, I've, I, yeah. I can't see the wood for the trees with the you misnaming characters so i just have to assume that it's all good faith mistakes and not an indication of um of you know an actual character's uh, origin i don't I, to be honest with you conrad i really don't know why it's because this character like you know we find out this episode obviously that you know it's not like we're gonna call this guy arnold from now on so yeah. I, don't, I don't know what's wrong with me when we did dark i didn't slip once well uh, slip... <laughs> we'll portmanteau his name into the easy to remember barnold or something yeah <laughs> <laughs> Barnold. Although there is an, there's interesting Bernard Bar, uh, Bernard Bernard you, stuff going on. For, you, I've got that in capital letters in my notes. We'll get to that. Don't you worry about it. Right, okay. Well then, no further ado. Let's get into it. Yeah, let's do it. Oh, let's break it down! Okay, it starts off with uh, Maeve pretending to be a sleep host uh, while yep. Bernard is uh, working on her. Uh, very quickly... Uh, she is the one in control of the situation. Yes, uh, and and she actually, 
there's a lot going on here, Connor. So I'll let you talk about the aspects of the scene you want to talk about yourself. Yeah. But the thing that why I wanted to hit on, make sure we hit on, is the fact that she reveals to Barnold that he is actually a host. Uh, so that's the second time in like two episodes or something, three episodes that this has happened. Yes. So um, <clears throat> I'm gonna I'm gonna build up to the grand reveal of this scene, which is obviously <laughs> how she pronounces his name. Um, I loved the when he asks uh, Maeve what prompted the uh, like grief and emotional response that caused her to kill uh, New Clementine. Uh, he, I think he asked her, "Do you remember what recalled that?" And it does a slow zoom straight on on Maeve's face with like the sound of gunshots and screaming for about five seconds, and then just stops and she just says no, which really made me laugh because. Um, <laughs> It's obvious that he would like notice that like that that very pregnant pause that uh, made me laugh. Um, so I there, there's something there's going to be a running theme I think in this episode where I don't understand whether Bernard and I am going to call him that for the rest of this episode um, <laughs> has fully had his memory wiped as it pertains to him knowing that he is a host or not because he doesn't understand when Maeve says whatever we are. Um, yeah. he that that clearly confuses him. Yet later in the episode, when he's having a conversation with Ford um, about um, with with old Clementine uh, present, he is aware that Ford is controlling his mind. So either these things are happening at very different times, and I just haven't understood that there's a big shift in the chronology, or this conversation wakes him back up or jogs yeah. him, uh, jogs his memory again. That's how I viewed it. I viewed this conversation as her like waking him back up. So Ford has just like wiped his memory, okay. and he's, he's like back because we know we know that he did wipe some of his memory because he he was like yeah. didn't remember being with Teresa. But now I think that Ford did actually wipe him, so he didn't know he's a host. But then immediately Maeve just says, you know, you're one of me, you're one of us, you know. Yes. Um. So it's yeah okay that's interesting. Um. Maeve freezes uh, Bernard and no one notices. Once again, supporting my theory that these glass walls serve absolutely no purpose because <laughs> yeah. no one seems to bat an eyelid. And then, yep, we're getting to it now. She calls him Bernard. That is yeah. <laughs> vindication for Conrad. Uh, right? It is <laughs> right yes. Unfortunately, it is vindication. I just want to say something, right? What's the what's what's behind the idea of letting her call him Bernard? Like surely Anthony Hopkins, he's Welsh, I suppose. Maybe they say Bernard. Yeah, but he's just... also like a classically trained actor as well. So he probably he puts a little bit of extra mustard on every name that he pronounces. <laughs> yeah, a bit of vinegar. Yeah, but I I I, I I I don't know. Like this is this is really strange. I like I like that she called him Bernard because it gives us a bit of comedy. Yeah, but I I don't really get why they let her do that you know like i think it as like if, if i'm being serious i think it's probably to represent that she is like mm. stripping away the kind of affectations of his character not to say bernard is you know a more classy version of the name bernard but i think it maybe it's designed to do something like that you know like you know strip away all these all these trappings of success around you and you're just some dude called bernard who who it just follows it follows um follows instruction um yeah I, well, maybe i think there's also a way like tandy way newton on the set just just saying i would say bernard like can i yeah. not just say bernard and i like, would say okay, bernard yeah. as well tandy way like i'm with you right there like this bernard <laughs> nonsense has gone on too long as far as i'm concerned uh you know i i don't agree with you i think bernard is a far better but i will say okay i'm with them on the bernard thing i'm not with them on the graham thing any american listeners here it's Graham. Do they say Graham? Not, not Graham. Yeah. 
Not Graham. I thought it was like Graham Crackers, you know what I mean? Uh, that's it's Even like when Graham Norton goes over and goes on like a chat show over there, they call him Graham Norton. Outrageous. Like, I mean, that's just wrong. Like his name is clearly <laughs> pronounced Graham. Like, he's very, <laughs> like even, even if you would default to, you know, Graham as the, as the, as the start of pronunciation. Now, I, I struggle uh, as, as listeners of, of these podcasts will be well aware with the Anthony Anthony distinction. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I, I go back and forth pretty much on a daily basis with with my pronunciation of that yeah actually that's funny there's a funny story about that my wife um during our wedding uh like so she always said anthony as well anthony anthony yeah. and i and i just joke with her sometimes because at one point in our wedding when she had to say my name she said she said anthony not anthony and so i joke with her that we're not really married yeah she yeah. Married, married someone with that name um <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's i mean that's a that's a rom com in the making, surely. Like some kind of legal loophole that you fall into, and you have to. Yeah, it's legal. That's the Shyamalan twist. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and yes, I do say Shyamalan as a joke. I will continue saying that. Yeah. No, I always get corrected. Yeah, we did it. Um, I did it in the last movie podcast as well. Like it's a it's a great gag, and it's going to keep on coming back. <laughs> okay. All right. So that's pretty much everything from the scene. Anything we missed, guys? Let us know. Uh, now we've got. Now I've got a question to ask here, actually, Conrad. So Go on. Every single time. So William has a, like a bit of rag in his mouth here mm. to keep him from, to gag him. Every time I see this in a film, I always think, why can't they just spit it out? Um, and Ema tried to explain to me like it's something about like hooking it around the back of your teeth, like when you're getting a mold done in the dentist. Mm. You get it, you get it to a certain part of your mouth where your tongue, you can't tongue can't get it out. But I don't understand the size of this thing. It's just it was so immersion breaking for me. I was like, just spit it out of your mouth, William. Yeah, I've never really thought about it, but I guess I I feel like I could get a rag out of my mouth with my tongue. Um, yeah. Unless it was like literally overstuffed to the point of um, yeah, that's you the know. thing. So small here, so small. I mean, what I normally see, and when I think about it, is you get the rag stuffed in your mouth, and then you get the the old tie around as well, so you can't yeah. spit it out. Like you have to double up. Um, I've yeah, I feel. Like, I mean, on one hand, Logan is very clearly presented as incompetent in most things that he does so i mean this is consistent with everything else that we've seen him do um on the other yeah i feel like william isn't putting in much effort to to help yeah, himself william, william is just like he doesn't want to talk to logan so he's just like keeping it in his yeah, mouth like, this, like, this benefits me <laughs> <laughs> yeah it benefits me i don't have to talk to him this way uh but basically what transpires is logan's talking about how he can't believe how engrossed William has got with this with this park, and to be honest with you, I can't either. He's got very engrossed with these. He's in love with uh, Dolores. It's and there's a, there's a moment where um, Logan sort of goes over to Dolores, and it's almost like he's he's saying like, "All right, I have to do this. I have, I have to show you that you're you're not uh, mm. you know that you know that this is just a game or whatever." And to, I'm gonna be honest with you. We see what happens later, Conrad. But what I took from this when I first watched it is that he was implying that he was going to sexually abuse, we'll say, um, Dolores. Yeah, I think it, it was definitely implied that it was going to go one or two ways. Either he was going to, he was going to, you know, do something violent to her, or do something sexual to her, or or some mixture of the two. Um, I also, I'm I'm never glad to see Logan in this show because he's a he's a piece of shit. Um, I did I did find his hand of the king style lapel badge that he had 
and the fact that he didn't know whether he was a major or a general quite funny because like how does he get that rank the com- the confederados in this show are just presented as the most fucking lackadaisical organization ever like they captured this guy within a week he's a general like <laughs> like with no military experience whatsoever yeah, well, you know, beginner's luck, I suppose. But he's 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 high up. They all listen to him now. Um, yeah. Not a very good leader, though. So it wasn't no. his leadership skills which got him there, I would say. Because what happens later on to his fellow confederados is not yes. very nice. Yeah, we'll get to that. But I think yeah. So the the one thing I really want to highlight in this scene, and to be honest, it is, it you know, this isn't this isn't some example of my amazing insight because it's literally ex- explained verbally in the scene seconds after I thought it. But I do think it was interesting that or I think it's telling, that William at no point has actually asked Dolores what she wants. Like, he wants to get her out because of what she means to him and hasn't really explained it to her. And she kind of responds, uh, rejecting both of them, basically saying, well, you know, you you, you want to get me out of here because you think the outside world is going to be so much better for me. But have you actually stopped to consider what I want? And I think we're seeing a very subtle shift in, like, oh, actually, it's not even that subtle anymore. But we're seeing a very definite shift in Lo- in William's character, which I'm very much here for. Yeah, it's it's also what we've seen. Uh, we would we've discussed before, Conrad, in terms of William thinks he's being the great guy. Yeah. Uh, but but really, uh, Dolores is still just filling a role for him. So he's he's still you know she's still a side character in his story. Um, yeah. And here is Dolores sort of taking the the bull by the horns uh, and saying, you know, no, actually, you know, if you all want to come here why well why would i want to leave and also it also shows logan actually that she is able to broach the subjects yeah that are she shouldn't be able to like she can yeah. talk about outside of the park she can talk about yeah so it's that's where he calls her a little screwy i think so yeah. that's sort of there as well i was um i was kind of meta analyzing this as well and thinking if william does end up becoming the man in black which i'm more or less completely convinced of by the end of this episode because of stuff that we see later um Based on the story that the Man in Black told to Teddy in the last episode where he went and killed... I think it, he said it was Tandy Way Newton. It was Maeve and her daughter was the first time he'd kind of willfully killed someone just to see mm-hmm. how yeah. it felt. Then that means that that was the first time he's ever kind of like killed anyone in anger. Obviously, we know he's like shot um, confederados and stuff like that, but that was sort of self-defense, really. Um, which I guess means Logan isn't dying by his hand, which is annoying because uh, it does seem likely but if that was the I first mean, time he'd, he'd sort of killed in anger and that was when he was an old man i don't know what's happening to logan well yeah i don't know if it was fully that it was i think it was just he did the most heinous thing that he could possibly think of now i will say that would make a really interesting like thing that happened 30 years ago if your theory about the timeline is correct because the idea that the big incident that happened is that actually a, one of the guests killed another guest that would be yeah. really interesting I mean that, that's not really what that, you want that, to that might happen. There have been murders at Disneyland before. You know, it, it's going to happen at some point. Yeah, yeah, we'll see, we'll see. Uh, so, okay, um, Bernard now is going on a sort of trip through uh, Ford's office, yeah. getting data. You know, doing a little bit of reconnaissance, um, and he eventually gets Ford down into the cold storage place um, amongst the dead, or they're not really dead, I suppose, as Bernard says. Um, Brings out uh, old Clementine. Yes. Um, I love the revelation that they didn't bother sorting a code out before retiring her. I 100% (laughs) buy that. Like, given this absolute shit show of an operation they're running here, they're like, this one knows Kung Fu and is really violent. Should we maybe, (laughs) should we maybe, like, get rid of that before we retire? And they're like, nah. 
Just chuck her in the pile. Yeah, no, I do, and I do appreciate Bernard as well that he, he put a, he put a cloak on her. You know, she he put yeah. a, a, a you know a jacket on her. Like good on him. Yeah. Um. So okay, so this is sort of starts a, a bit of a storyline here that goes throughout the episode back yeah. and forth. Yeah. And it's and it's it's Bernard going into his memories. Mm. Ironically, we are both going to be watching the film Reminiscence this weekend. Uh. So this is sort of a little little precursor to that, I think. Um. So he's going through his memories and he yeah. wants to sort of experience everything because he's he's convinced. I think that he's hearing sort of Arnold in his mind the same way other hosts are, and he's convinced that Arnold built him and therefore yeah. if he if he goes back far enough, he'll meet Arnold. Um. Yeah. And wants, he'll to, wants of... to meet his creator and ask him, you know, why basically, you know, get some get some sense of why he exists basically and, and i i will say now and I'm, I'm probably going to say this throughout this episode i love the way this episode plays with chronology it's very com- deliberately very confusingly yeah. edited so you're always kind of not sure where where you are like what time you're in um and i think that's a really really smart way to get the audience to start questioning you know the chronology of what of the events they're seeing because we've already s- seen them play with it a bit mm-hmm. but uh, but the impression i get from this episode is that it's all it's all a big jumble as it would be for for the host mm, yeah 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 exactly as well because there's also things like because when we see the memories and stuff or they they go between it's like they are experiencing it again as if it's the first time so it's really interesting in terms of the, the timelines as well because it almost implies that they can change things but they can't it's just their memories you know so it's, mm. it's interesting um, okay so he goes into his memories um out of this first sort of lot of memories that they do here there's only one i wanted to sort of point out and that was Elsie, yeah, Elsie confirmed Bernard attacked her, and I think that is a point for you on the on the Matrix. Yeah, I I, I have said before though, I reckon Elsie's still alive just because I subscribe to the the movie notion that if you don't literally see someone die, they're normally not dead. So um, we had a little clue to that as well in this episode. I will say. Uh, oh, the, did we? The older Hemsworth uh, saw her her sort of on the map, and then he went out to look for her and got caught by. Oh the, yeah, uh, you're Native right. Americans. Yeah, yeah. Yep, you're right. So, um, yes, so I'm, I'm pretty sure she's still alive. Uh, which, yeah, because putting someone in a sleeper hold, if, if you know, if Bernard is programmed to bash people's heads in when he wants to kill them, then why wouldn't he just bash Elsie's head in? Like, it's a sleeper his... hold, not a killer hold. Let's okay, exactly. That. It can be. It can be deadly if you want it to be, but <laughs> he he presumably didn't make it so. But uh, yes, that was the one I, I I focused in on as well. A lot, a lot of um, I can't actually remember if it's in this part or not. But a lot of returning to the idea of his son throughout mm, this. That's throughout, which, yeah. Uh, which was really beautiful, I thought. Uh, by by the end of the episode, the, the the direction that goes in, I think, is is kind of dovetailing brilliantly with Jeffrey Wright's performance to to produce this 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 quite sort of beautiful moment for Bernard's character. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought that was lovely too. Um, okay, so. Plenty more uh, Bernard to come, but uh, he's, he's he's sort of on the floor now. It's sort of taken a lot out of him. Um, was there anything post this first memory scene which you that, that was of note to you? Um, if not, we can just move on to the Logan mm, and William. I don't think so. I haven't got any notes on it, so I, I think I, I I just took the Elsie stuff from it. Yeah, there's a there's a lot of stuff between these two that you sort of forget which point it was at. You just yeah. sort of you sort of take it all in. Uh, okay, so. Next up, we get a scene with Logan and William. Yes. Um, in which Logan is almost trying to snap William out of this funk, you know, saying mm. like, you know, have you forgotten about my sister? And he, have uh, you know, forgotten about the real world? And he takes the photograph out. Now, yes. Conrad, I'll not say any more about this. The photograph. Do you recognize this? I'm just gonna say. I'm gonna say three words here. 
that's a bingo. For... <laughs> <laughs> uh, that was as soon as I saw that, I was like, count it. That's going on the board. Uh, that's actually a couple of theories that I've just given myself as as correct here. Uh, the 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 girl the well, so one of them might actually uh, we we can argue about it later, but it, it seems like one of those ones that maybe won't get proven to be correct. But I've got the photo was planted at the ranch by Ed Harris. The girl on the photo was related to Ed Harris in some way, and. Here we go. The photo from the Abernathy Ranch appears here, showing uh, William's uh, fiance at this point. Come, you're marking <laughs> them right because you're just assuming at this point that your William Man in Black theory. Come, is come on! <laughs> like, <I> mean, <laughs> like it's this is that is one hundred. If they would, if they turn around in the next episode, it was like actually, the Man in Black was Teddy all along. <laughs> I'll just be like, no, not having that. That's William, like one hundred percent. The thing is, even if the man in black turned out to be Logan, then it would still be related, wouldn't it? Yes, it would be. That's true. So I, I, I did myself a favor by not having that William to man in black theory earlier on. So I was just writing Ed Harris. So it, it's it's correct, regardless of who it turns out to be. But um, yes, in my mind, this is as close to confirmation of William turning into the man in black as we've gotten so far. Okay, interesting. Uh, yeah, so I thought, I thought, yeah, I knew there was going to be a couple of theories uh, chalked off there. Um, personally, like I couldn't remember if that reveal was in this season or not. It just it make it, it makes sense. So I think everything's yeah. building to something, Conrad. Anyway, we'll yes. find out. And the next the next episode is actually an hour and a half long. Would you believe? Oh wow, um, feature length, feature length episode uh, for the last one. I hope so Yul Brynner's we'll in that one. I think Yul Brynner's dead actually, but <laughs> but but um, he was. He was the bad guy in the original uh, Westworld, and I'm still waiting for like a CGI Yulbrenner to show up in this show I, somewhere. I, th- I think that there is. I think we might have mi- might have missed it. I think there's a particular uh, sort of homage to him with a host dressed up like his character somewhere or something like that. You know oh, I, mean? I think it was when Bernard was going through that like 1970s office looking area. There was like a, yes, a man- yes, mannequin good. as like a black cowboy. Yeah, yeah, that could have been it. Okay, so uh, Logan then also, just to sort of make, try really hard to wake up William, uh, actually opens up Dolores's stomach. Yeah. And we see all the mechanical workings inside. So I actually thought Dolores was dead here. I, and I, I was quite surprised that I, I didn't see her getting done like that. Obviously, you know, she can get cycled back in. Um, but, uh, the, the you know, the big... The, there's like sort of a one-two punch here because obviously... Dolores gets cut open, which is like, oh shit, Dolores is, uh, I didn't see her character getting done like that. But then she's full of servos and gears, which more or less to me uh, confirmed both that she is a super old host and that this is in the past, because we know that this sort of form of host, where it was much more mechanical, was too expensive and complex to maintain. So they were replaced by the fleshy kind. Um, True, but we also do know that even Dolores... In, let's let's just assume you're correct here. Present day is the same host as she's always been. So she, it's not like she's upgraded to be the fleshy kind. I believe that the old hosts that are still in the park still have the, that mechanics inside. Oh, okay. I, I I had assumed that when they said, "Oh, we've gotten rid of this kind of thing," they had re-engineered all of the old hosts to be the fleshy type as well. It's kind of like when in like 20 years, when most people are driving electric cars, there's still going to be one or two diesel ones about, you know? Mm, okay, fine. It's about, but I mean, I still take this. I, even knowing that, I still take the fact that they very explicitly said she's full of servos and gears at, uh, as as kind of a confirmation that this is happening in the past, just because that they have so clearly tied 
the idea of the mechanical hosts to a, a, a sort of golden age a long time ago. I know exactly what you mean. It is sort of a hinting in that direction. Not not to sort of hint anymore in that direction, but I will say the one that would speak more to me in that regard, because we do know Dolores is an old host, no matter what yeah. time she's in. Yeah. But the one that would speak more to me is later on, whenever Logan wakes up and all the body parts are everywhere, there is like servos and gears and stuff in one of the legs uh, of a random person. Yeah. So that, that, that would also, also sort of lend credence to that. Um, yeah. But yeah, so Dolores uh, is told by William, like, you know, run, I'll find you. And she she just starts killing people and runs off. Um, yeah, cuts Logan, which is seems like a pretty big deal. That is a big deal. And, and actually, I'm interested to see how uh, Logan reacts to that because I, I think if the man in black was cut by one... Actually, maybe has he been cut, cut by one? No, but I mean... They're, they're getting they're getting pretty froggy the the yeah. uh, those like imagine if, it, yeah. bashing people in the head and it's like you're not really supposed to do any permanent damage and i you know <laughs> yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm not a doctor but hitting someone's head against a rock is definitely going to do some permanent damage yeah yeah exactly um so but i think if the man in black was cut on the face like like logan was the man in black i think would be like yes this yeah, is great finally yeah. i've got a cool scar yeah, 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 exactly. Um, okay, so uh, last thing I wanted to mention here, when she runs out into the um, the foresty area, this is the part which I want to sort of get your thoughts on. Mm. She looks, she looks down on her stomach, yes. and she no longer is cut. Yes, right. But she's now, not wearing the blue dress. That's something we need to come back to later in the episode. No, she's not wearing the blue dress. Yes. So she's. So what do you take from it at this point? When or what is this Dolores at this point? So, so I think, I think we've got we're dealing. Well, uh, I, I've I've put it down as three timelines. I actually don't think it is three timelines. I think you've got no, it is three timelines. Actually, thinking about it, so you've got blue dress Dolores, which is a long, long time ago, like sort of uh, origin, park, origin of the park, of kind of yeah. kind of Dolores. You've got this kind of um, white shirt mm. Dolores who did this stuff with William. Um, 30 odd years ago whenever whenever William first came to the park and then you've got present day Dolores who is repeating this storyline but without William there who eventually ends up with uh, the man in black so there's actually three separate timelines for Dolores and it just so happens that two of them the one with William 30 years ago and the one in the present day look very similar because she is literally retracing the steps of that of that storyline okay gotcha um interesting there is a lot more i want to talk about in terms of that later on mm. uh when certain reveals are made but i think that's a great uh, position to sort of be in at this point um but there is definitely stuff going on with these timelines or she just has a mutant healing factor yeah well there, there is that there is that case she as might... well because we were talking about reminiscence yeah hugh jackman you never know you <laughs> exactly never know. yeah she might be wolverine who knows yeah, yeah. um okay but uh well metal inside as well but anyway oh, so what i imagine what i would say yeah that would be great like this is just an <laughs> x-men origin um i i would say actually last thing i want to say here whenever whatever this new un uninjured dolores is right whatever wherever she is here it's it's we don't actually I, from my opinion, we don't actually see the one who had the cut in the stomach, or Logan cut her stomach. We don't actually see her again in this episode. No, I, I assume she's probably dead. Um, she just or, probably or, died or, in the forest. Yeah, yeah uh, or, or at the very least, William is going to find her on death's door, and maybe yeah. they'll have a, a heartfelt departure. You know, where where he's like, "I'll find you," and she's like, "Find yourself first. Um, and then, uh, and then she dies. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Jeez, you should write for this show. That was perfect. Oh. Uh, <laughs> call, give me a call. Give me a call, Jonathan Nolan and others. 
can't remember who else I, writes I think Reb, I, I, there's, I'm sure there's people already screaming at the screen here uh, Conrad for the last however many minutes we've been talking like, randomly mentioning Reminiscence I'm pretty sure Reminiscence was created by the creators of Westworld oh really <laughs> yeah 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 because <laughs> people are probably like it's the same people yeah I'm, I'm aware of that um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm aware of that uh, alright okay so we're around the fire now with Hector's gang yeah um, Maeve awesome gets a snake lady. Maeve gets yeah. I mean, there's not really anything interesting between them to be honest. This this, this scene gets interesting when Maeve turns up and uh, and uh, talking about one two punches makes fun of the size of his penis and <laughs> then hit the content of his backstory. Which you know, as far as <laughs> as far as emasculations goes, you can't really get much better than that. That's like <laughs> you're sexually inadequate and your story is is uninteresting. Fuck off, Hector. <laughs> yeah, I think there is an interesting. An interesting like theme here, though, um, in this scene. Obviously, what happens here is that uh, Maeve says to Hector, um, "This is what's going to happen. I know the future," and sort of proves to him that she knows. Okay? Yeah, yeah. And then, sort of, what actually happens is they all argue around who's going to open the safe or whatever, and then, and then there's gunfire. Everyone shoots each other, and Hector is meant to be get killed by the snake lady. Yeah, but they do mention her name here, but I can't remember it. So they, the, Hector is meant to get killed by her. Um, now. Maeve tells him this is going to happen and then she kills the snake lady so it leads to him now this is a really cool like thematic thing in this show the idea of being on a loop and the idea of having your your ending known and yeah. then all of a sudden someone comes and diverts you from it and now Hector's in unknown territory yes so he, from here on out this is almost like the start of him able maybe being able to go down that maze route of being able to maybe find and look for consciousness because he's now off the path. You know what I mean? Yeah, I still don't really understand why Maeve seeks out Hector specifically. I mean, we know... I guess we know that the Snake Lady was able to give uh, the Man in Black guidance as to as to, to the Labyrinth. So maybe that's why she sought him out as well. Um, but Maeve certainly seems to have a kind of connection with with uh with hector not you know obviously it's a sexual one but it's also i feel like there's something more to it as well um i will will say that i i love the moment where uh, hector kind of drops his line uh you know he, he, he's supposed to like uh, the um the snake lady's supposed to say you damn fool and he's supposed to respond and they both draw on each other and kill each other and 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 <laughs> and he just doesn't say anything and then and, but then the snake lady carries on like it's a stage play and uh, and she just has to <laughs> pretend pretend he hasn't forgotten his line um <laughs> and we get some some great uh lovely shots um of um, the uh, the kind of fatalistic end of the world stuff here as uh, as Maven and Hector uh, engaging Coitus in silhouette as the as the the world burns around them, which uh, I feel like is is probably a, a metaphor. For <laughs> I, I'm gonna be honest with you. I would not even if even if I knew the pain I was feeling wasn't real. I probably would not want to be burnt alive. Uh, no, I feel like there were yeah, there were definitely easier ways of them to get back to the get back to the home base than burning themselves alive. Yeah, I kind of feel Maeve has maybe turned off her pain, you know. Whereas like mm. not for Hector, like this, <laughs> she's she's just testing his uh, his loyalty. Yeah. Also, I think I know kind of maybe why she chose Hector, because you know the moment whenever she went up close to him. And uh, he had the knife on her belly. Yeah. Um, and then, like, they kissed. And that sort of jogged a memory of him in a memory of a previous life because she had done that to him before. Maybe she knew that she had to have... Obviously, someone with skills of, like, in, like... Uh, in, in You know, he wants to have some, like, sort of mercenary man. But also, 
she needed to have someone who she could jog the memory of in mm. terms of bringing them back to start them on this path. So maybe that's why. Maybe because she had that little history with him. Yeah, I guess it's in that in that light. It would either be him or her daughter. But her daughter seems like she's probably been retired. So yeah, yeah. Okay, awesome. Uh, okay, so we'll catch up with them later. Uh, Williams set free by Logan, and wouldn't you know, they have a lovely hug. They share a cuddle. Yeah. Um, which I was, you know, and I think some of the Confederados are like, you! Yeah, there is definitely some cheers here, which is, you know, (laughs) fair enough. The Confederados, they might be racist, but they know friendship when they see it, and that's, (laughs) you know, that's important. Um, I'll be honest, in this scene, I was was immediately, as soon as he let William go, when William was like, yeah, yeah, you're right, I was like, Logan, you're an idiot. And then, um, (laughs) and, and then when they, like, hugged each other and William didn't smash the bottle across his face, I was like, oh, maybe, but, um... Yeah, it doesn't take uh, doesn't take that long for for, for Williams' plan to to reveal itself. Um, I yeah. do also like the "you will never be the hero" line in the context of where I think William is going. Because uh, if what I think is correct, he will not be the hero. He will be the opposite of that. I think. Okay, interesting. Um, back with Teddy. Yeah. Um, and Tallulah, or is that the name of the actress? I don't know. Actually, I think this actress is called Tallulah. Tallulah I, I always... sounds like a Western lady's name. Let's go with Tallulah. Sure. Let's go with Tallulah. So, <laughs> I don't know. Um, Teddy's got an arrow on his shoulder. He looks a bit cr- uh, shocked by it. Basically, the, the interesting part of this is right. He has the Wyatt flashbacks again, and we do get the line: "Increase the counter back. by one. Increase, yeah. <laughs> increase it by yeah. one. We got strange ideas again." Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so he came back with some strange ideas. Uh, yeah. So we, we've got it. But um, there's some interesting stuff that goes on in this this time, and I, I'm not going to really say much more. Did you notice anything? Okay. Well, so you get Teddy shooting up Dolores's hometown this time, um, like Teddy and Wyatt together. Well, um, the place she calls home. Yeah. You know, um, I, I'm not, yeah. But it's weird that both he and Dolores are having visions of doing the same thing. Um, which makes me think neither of them actually did it and they're experiencing a shared memory implanted in their brains by something or someone else. Um, mm. That's kind of where yeah. I'm going with that at the moment. Uh, and uh, yeah, the, the only other thing I really noticed in this opening part of this scene is that um, the sound of that Wyatt guy snapping off the bone in someone's arm was quite visceral. <laughs> oh yeah, that Wyatt follower. Oh yeah, they also said that Wyatt is um, is is not returned yet. So whenever Wyatt returns, uh, and also like um, like so that implies maybe that there isn't there actually isn't a Wyatt yet. Maybe that it, cause, no. you know maybe he's just going to turn out to be some guy. I know he is. Like it's just gonna, <laughs> it's just gonna they be... keep showing us images of someone who's who look like you know who they're implying is Wyatt, yeah. don't they? Yeah, I, I, the guy they keep showing me, it's not him, but he looks like the old uh, dad character from M. Night Shyamalan's The Village, um, <laughs> which is who I'm expecting it to be when, <laughs> when, when, when we eventually get him. Um, yeah, hopefully. Uh, okay, so I'm going to... Um, I'm really torn here, Conrad. There, there seems to be something that you've missed. If Maybe you've missed it, maybe you haven't, I don't know. Yeah? I'm really torn as to whether to talk about it. I'm trying to think. I'm trying to think. What, I, I don't. Um, In the it, flash, the Wyatt flashback, there is there's something you've missed. How do you feel? How do well, you feel? What, that he he shoots not that he shoots Tallulah or uh, or, or whatever her name is. I know. I don't think that was her actually in the flashback. But um, okay. But but no no. There's something else huge that you've missed. Uh 
I can't think what it was. I was taking quite a lot of notes during this bit, so it's possible I was looking down at my notes while I while this was going on. I've just missed it. Okay, so you're usually very, very good at spotting this type of thing. I'm just going to say it. We're one episode away from the end of the season. I'm just going to say it. Okay. So, sorry, audience. I'm just going to say it, because I think it's so cool, and I want to hear Conrad's reaction to it. This Come on, this is a genuine reaction now, because yeah. I'm going to put a picture on the screen. What's the, difference between, what's the difference between uh, this uh, Teddy in the screenshot, which is him and his sort of little blue thing and all, yeah. and this one? Um, so oh, Teddy, in these flashes, has a costume change. Yes. Yeah. And, well, so he goes from his like Union outfit so to his... E- yeah, every single time we've seen the flashback before, he's been wearing a Union outfit. Oh, and he's been shooting up yeah, of course, yeah. Uh, I and actually didn't notice that. He's I didn't dressed like that. the sheriff. Yeah, I did not notice that. That is interesting. So that definitely plays into my three timeline kind of idea then, I guess. Like if there's a memory of him doing this, like shooting up the town as a Union soldier with Wyatt, and then another memory of him kind of shooting up as a sheriff, and then obviously Teddy where he is now. I think. Yeah, that would make sense, right? Yeah, I think that, that that's consistent. My mind also went to maybe potentially this is like him sort of remembering the actual events rather than the events that he's been put into his mind as his backstory. Yeah, so that... maybe it's like on it's like taking the veil of this fake story away, you know what I mean? Yeah, that is true cuz yeah, the Wyatt stuff we know has only recently been created. So, it's entirely possible that that's all just been stuffed into stuffed into his head and he's conflating events that actually happened with with uh with the, the new white narrative um i need to go back and rewatch that then and see if they're actually shot slightly differently or if there's any other clues apart from the costume change as to uh, as to to when we're experiencing something that's maybe real versus something that's been kind of planted in his brain but you know it's again it's a very something that this episode and this series in general has done very well is is this idea of questioning you know what is real what is not real what is actually the difference between them and you know, mm-hmm. this is this is another great example of that yeah and like just before we move on to the next bit is another thing which which maybe sort of to look out for or to, to theorize about between now and the next episode is in the when it changes to him wearing the sheriff's outfit we no longer see that guy who they're who they're implying is noah uh, oh, noah this is not dark is is wyatt uh you know what's you know what's really funny for the audience you know why i made that connection in my mind yeah no one will ever know this except unless i tell you weirdly we have like little um animal dolls that my my mother gave to my children when they were born and my oldest son has one that is a fox and it's called wyatt and my youngest (laughs) son my youngest son has a little dog that's called noah amazing Uh, so I actually made the connection between those two characters, one from Dark, one from Westworld, through my children's toys. That um, fox has got some strange ideas. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, he camps. Every morning he comes comes uh, out of the bedroom with some strange ideas. I tell you what, if Mark Lashkey turns up as as, as Wyatt in this, <laughs> that would be great. I'm like. on board with that. Uh, yeah, that's that's great. But we though. don't we don't see Wyatt uh, whenever it changes no. to be this uh, sheriff Teddy. We don't actually see Wyatt in this incarnation of the memory. No, no, yeah. So I, I, I think I like that idea that this is kind of lifting the veil on a previous memory that they've kind of just draped this this facade of the Wyatt 
slaughter over because of the, the the slaughter or whatever this town is called actually already exists and it's it it is confusing because as i say i just the fact that dolores and teddy are both imagining shooting up this town in their non-wyatt kind of storyline get up makes me think it was it actually like is there another veil to be lifted here or or um did one of them actually do this or did they both do it and it's just at different times it's kind of up in the air in my head at the moment as to which part of that is actually true well part of it's interesting you know i never thought this the first time i watched it and obviously i know what happens so i'm not even saying this is necessarily correct but in watching in watching this whenever um tallulah was talking to him after Mm. whenever she was going to kill him and she was saying you know like um why it has not come back yet uh, and then he was, he was sort, of, and she said, maybe, maybe next, and saying to Teddy, you're not ready yet. Maybe next cycle. It almost like you could actually read it that Teddy could potentially be Wyatt, but he has to have the correct mindset to be Wyatt. And this time around, he's not that, you know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it, it could be. I think it's the fact that they haven't. It, this is again, it's a bit meta, but the fact they haven't really introduced us to Wyatt, plus the fact that we know that they're starting to play around with the idea of you know characters becoming other characters and stuff makes me think that the introduction of Wyatt as a character is almost guaranteed to be anticlimactic now because if he's just a guy who's evil mm-hmm. it's going to be like okay well that's fine but in the con- in the context of like the show that's pretty boring for him to just be like I'm some crazy cult leader whereas yeah, if yeah. it does turn out that you know Teddy is going to turn into Wyatt that's a far more interesting um a far more interesting idea okay awesome um all right. So, uh, other thing of note in that scene is uh, whenever she mentions the the town or the chapel or something buried in sand, um, the man in black's eyes like prick up, you know. Yeah. yeah, um, yeah. And that's like that's all he wanted. He's he's, he's went this whole way through this whole storyline now just because he wants the next crumb. He wants the yeah. next crumb on the trail to go find somewhere else. He now, wants to know? know where the lift is in that town, basically. <laughs> yeah. Now I don't know about you, Conrad, but if I woke up. And I had a neck, a, a noose around my neck, and then a knife and a, and a horse attached to the rope. I would be shitting myself. Yeah, so this is like classic Western stuff right here. Also, I will say, increase the Teddy counter uh, by one as well. So we get the strange oh, ideas yeah. and the Teddy deaths bumping up by one in 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 one scene, which is, uh, it, like, it's been a long time actually. Like Teddy turn out for the books, yeah, yeah. Um, and this is also the scene or prior scene where she bashes his head against a rock and I was like that feels like it could be quite dangerous to do to a human to be <laughs> honest but whatever it's a it's a TV show people bash each other's heads all the time and they're fine <laughs> Man in Black wakes up yeah and we get the good old fashioned rope tri- uh, tossed over a branch and tied to a horse situation um, he gets he, he manages to deal with it about as well as he could but uh yeah it was uh it was very tense and uh and i love the little nods to you know old kind of western tropes like this that really the only western stuff we're getting at the moment is man in black related mm. so i'm glad to see it still here yeah yeah i agree I, I think the tactic for me would definitely be um well actually there's two tactics first would be i i would either just go quickly for the knife as quick as possible mm. i wouldn't be sneaking like him that, that, i think there's more chance of something going wrong if you have to just go and get it you're like six feet away from it i just go and get it straight away the other thing you could do is uh if you want to do a sneaky thing for me the sneaky thing to do would be to go and sneakily tie the rope around the tree so that even if the horse runs it won't actually lift you 
yeah you've got to you've got to think of like the physics of the situation like do a couple of laps around that tree and then yeah and then the, the pulley's not going to do anything and you can uh you can take all the time in the world to get get the knife out of teddy's body but um you know he, th- he thinks on his feet and uh and, and he stays breathing as a result so as a credit to the man in black where it's due yeah and uh, just in time <laughs> she couldn't have arrived uh, f- five minutes earlier but just in time yeah Sh- charlotte shows up um and interrupts him as the man in black says uh hmm. and basically tells tells him that Teresa's dead so this really does show you now how important the man in black is to this yeah he, ha- he has a relationship with the board and with Teresa, which to me is like again well i'm almost i'm like almost certain that william is the man in black at this point but um but this pushed me even further where i was like okay well we know that william has a relationship with the company that has a has a, a large stake in um in del delos delos is that what it's called delos yeah yeah um so yeah this just seems to be you know going further and further towards that inevitable inevitable end point yeah i i don't i don't really think there was much to be honest with you much else um in, in this scene apart from that just that connection okay so the older hemsworth yep. is out in uh, for a lovely leisurely walk to try and uh locate elsie mm. um unfortunately he gets taken by the native uh arikara i think they call them yeah um so he gets taken again not much else here this seems to be setting up something for the future i thought um, they were gonna put him over here i thought this was gonna be a moment for him to actually look like a tough guy but instead he just gets jumped and looks like a loser <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but you know, we'll, we'll see. We'll we'll catch up with him later when he's losing. He's like, we'll get him back. I'm sure. Whether his scalp will be back in the show, I'm not sure. But he, he'll he'll be back. That's for sure. <laughs> um, Logan wakes up surrounded by the Confederados' body yeah, everywhere. I, I I honestly reround this. I was like, wait, what? Like, <laughs> like when did, when did this happen? <laughs> and and uh, it becomes clear soon enough. But I do feel like this is a bit of a jump for the character who's responsible for this. Yeah, William just like uh, killed everyone uh, and took Logan's gun too, and took like cut off all their limbs as well. Like it's a really weird. Like he didn't just kill everyone; he killed everyone with a knife, chopping their limbs off. Like it's very, very brutal for a guy who has previously been a little bit um, squeamish about violence. Maybe it's like him. He's like making it's like a message to Logan. Like I know what's inside of them but I still want to do what I want to yeah. do, you know? Also, we know another character who is a fan of a knife like that. <laughs> it's, is all I'm saying. Okay. Like, I mean, come on. Like, it's it's pretty it's pretty obviously the same knife. Like, and it's, they're, they're very, they're very definitely drawing our attention to it. Okay, I'll say nothing about that. Uh, okay. Um, moving on from there then. Uh, clearly, obviously, the relationship of Logan and William is not very good, but no. um, moving on, we get another, we get another Bernard scene. Um, yes. and Bernard is going through some memories. First of all, he has uh, the memory of him and Ford uh, with Maeve just after she, her daughter was killed uh, before she was moved to become the the, the, the madam. Yeah. Uh, we also have the more important scene where um, we have him and him and Ford in the office from the very beginning of the season. Whenever uh, Ford um, shows him the picture of of Arnold. Uh, but obviously there's a bit of misdirection here because we originally thought that the, the white guy in the middle was Arnold, but it turns yeah. out that, that Jeffrey Wright in the picture is not Bernard, but is in fact Arnold. Yeah. So it's. A, I mean, I was kind of scri- scribbling away throughout this scene that I think Bernard is actually Arnold, and I, I arrived at it maybe like 10 seconds before they pretty much just confirm it. Um, 
But yeah, this he's is not. This... Uh, he's not Arnold though. But for all intents and purposes, he is. Yeah. Um. I. I feel th- this is this is like a wonderful scene. Like Jeffrey Wright has been brilliant in this entire episode. But I love the kind of deliberately confusing way this is shot, like flitting in and out of the past and present to kind mm. of capture Bernard's own. Um, kind of disorienting experience with 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 these memories i love the way as well that the entire thing is is uh opened with a comparison to Maeve, who in Maeve's case she would rather die than experience the pain of the loss of her daughter and that's deliberately contrasted against uh bernard who through these experiences uh or in in his memories constantly returns to the memory of his son dying um Mm. and his response to the pain of his son dying is to let it go in order to kind of self-realize um he he can't be tied to that pain anymore even though even though the pain is kind of what makes him what makes him real um he would rather Mm. realize who he actually is than um than than hold on to these the the these fake memories uh and it, it's just this really interesting it's this really interesting uh toying with the idea of memory and pain and loss uh that i i think is it comes to a really beautiful conclusion for bernard and then and then rapidly turns into a a pretty a pretty harrowing conclusion by the end of the episode um not to get ahead of ourselves but um but yeah i mean it, it, it's basically all just this one <sighs> enormous scene that um that captures this 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 brilliant journey for bernard's character yeah exactly and and as things are revealed as well um it's putting in little flashes of dolores as well yeah. as she's moving through um sort of going towards the chapel and we get her uh, in now white we see and that blue this... as well white and blue sorry yeah we get her in her blue dress and in her white uh and her yeah, white shirt yeah. doing essentially the same thing Yep, so she's going towards the chapel. Now, interestingly, um, it ta- it gives a shot of the chapel, and it is not buried, okay? No. Now, what's interesting about that is, is that at the end of this episode, when the man in black shows up, it's white shirt Dolores that he shows up to see, mm. which would imply that that is happening at the same time that the man in black is in the park. So if that's in your theory, it's sort of present day. So does that mean that since the last time we saw this chapel buried to now they've dug it up again um yeah i wonder if that's what ford was doing with his diggers and his explosions maybe maybe he was like he was like bringing this this part of the park which was buried long and long ago very well preserved <laughs> like yeah. to be honest, it doesn't like they've, they've done a bang up job in restoring it. If that's what he was, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, he got the best guys in. He, he, he spared no expense, and that's why the board didn't like it. Um, so uh, okay, what I will say is that there's there is some stuff going down here in terms of the Dolores. So we get a sh- we get a couple of shots in a row mm. where she's walking into. Well, she goes. I, I love how she got into this sub level. She goes into the confession box. Yeah, it's like church. a it's like going into Shield HQ in the first uh, first Captain <laughs> America movie. Like expecting her to to come down to the bottom, and there's just a bunch of like World War Two intelligence officers radioing Germany. But um, it's yeah, it, it's it's a great little a great little entrance. Obviously, no one in that town ever does confession because otherwise. <laughs> yeah. They'd have hosts turning up here nonstop. Yeah, well, actually, it was interesting as well. Um, Ford's talking about, like, sort of... Arnold set up this maze or whatever to, to sort of try and bootstrap consciousness again, talking about that. Um, and he also said that he had, in a particular build, 
he had the hosts be able to hear their own internal coding yes. and, and an internal monologue, which was was sort of trying to bootstrap consciousness in that way. Now, whenever he, uh, she then goes into the chapel, it says that, you know, what what some of the hosts did was quite strange. And when they went into the chapel, there was a load of hosts in there, like sort of almost weeping or doing strange things. And those hosts, I think, were what Ford was implying, that that was sort of the end of their journey. They didn't quite get where Dolores did. Yeah. And they, they ended up being crazy by the end of it. And Tulula was one of them, actually. That's where we saw her. Oh, again. I didn't actually see her in the church. But yeah, I, I think that there's there's very... The, the way the, 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 the hosts in the church are presented, it's very clearly supposed to be kind of dissonant and there's discord amongst them. You know, it's it's like um, like an arguing congregation where no one can agree why they're there they just know they're there for a reason and it leads to them going insane basically um which is which is great i mean it's also i I wonder actually as well like if when um when white shirt dolores goes down the lift um into into the corridors beneath it you know there's corpses everywhere as well so whether the implication is that some of them did make it down here and Mm killed themselves because they weren't able to sort of conceptualize what happened or i mean this is obviously some kind of you know workshop um for for creating the host as well so maybe it's just the passage of time has has like left a bunch of host bodies like lying around or something but but it was definitely grim yeah yeah it definitely was and a lot darker as well than the than the blue dress dolores who got there yeah um so okay there's a couple of things that happened here first of all obviously we get the re- proper reveal that Bernard is Arnold, mm. Arnold is Bernard, sort of weird sort of thing going on here. Yes. Um, we okay. I would like to know your thoughts first of all before I give you my thoughts because I think we're I think my thoughts here wouldn't really be a spoiler as to what is revealed. I think, I think I th- so. I'll let you have a go first. When it's revealed that Arnold is the one who was interviewing Dolores in that little room in the blue dress. Yes. Um, and then it also shows her moving down into there as the white shirt as Dolores what's your take on this whole thing so it's sort of when it's revealed that Bernard is Arnold and then we have uh blue blue dressed Dolores saying oh hello Arnold or whatever and it's revealing that the person who was talking to her in that little interview was actually Arnold not Bernard Hmm. what do you take from that well so I actually don't think it was Arnold rather than Bernard I think because at the end of it she says she killed him true but but you know that is true that is true okay so I think it's I but think she it's, did say hello Arnold so you think yeah Bernard, I mean I think it, I think is... it's presented as Arnold I think that is like an okay. early build of Bernard where Ford is happy for him to know that he is a recreation of Arnold but I think even by that point Arnold is already dead and um and and uh this is a this is as much an observed test of Bernard the host as it is of Dolores the hosts. That was my read of it. Uh, maybe, maybe I've maybe I've got the wrong end of the stick on that. But I okay, think so. I, I I am able to disprove that if okay. you'd like me to. Yeah, um, go on. through things we've already seen on the show. Okay, so I'm not sort of using further knowledge for this. Um, when blue dress Dolores is walking in. Yeah. Uh, we see Anthony Hopkins at about 35 years old. <laughs> oh, yeah, can I just say for a second? It's good CGI, but my word, I'm in the uncanny valley on that Anthony Hopkins. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but we, but we then see Anthony Hopkins at around 50 years old when he when he actually created yeah, that is, Yeah, that is true. Okay, yeah. Um, and I think you actually might hear like 30-year-old Anthony Hopkins kind of walking into a room and like having an argument with, with Arnold as well about yeah. something. But so... So it's the blue dress Dolores that Arnold is talking to. 
Yeah. Hmm. So do you, do you want my like little theory? What yeah, I yeah. Go I on. You give this? me yours because I need to think that through. Because I can't actually remember if if this is I I can't remember if this is the reveal or if there's actually more design. Like basically, my my understanding of what I've seen in this episode uh, and the first time I saw it as well is that um, the maze that is created or this like sort of journey towards consciousness leads Dolores here over and over and over and over again. Yeah. Now, she still is going there even though Arnold is not there anymore. So she, originally, she would get there and every time she got there, Arnold would interview her and talk to her. Yeah. And then she would start again, and he would, and she didn't quite get consciousness, consciousness that time. So he, she started again, and the next time she got to him, he would talk to her again, and maybe she was conscious this time. If not, he would put her back in. Eventually, Arnold died. Apparently, Dolores killed him. That's what she said. Yeah. And and now she's sitting there alone. She's got there again. She's got there again, but this yeah. time Arnold isn't there to talk to her anymore. Yeah. I, yes. I'm still trying to figure out why, she, how she knows that she killed him when she's got the blue dress, though. The chronology of that is the thing that's tripping me up here. I don't think she said that when she had the blue dress, did she? I think so. Because she says it to him. To Arnold. Or to Bernard. He responds. No, I, th- I, think, I think it sort of does a weird sh- cut where she's speaking with Arnold... And then he asks her a question, like she's experiencing the memory, and then it cuts to white shirt Dolores, and oh, then she, she says, says the I line. Uh, okay, maybe I maybe I just mis- misinterpreted or um, uh, didn't see which costume she was wearing when she said that. That would make yeah. So if it's if it cuts to her wearing the white and saying because I killed you, that would make sense then. So that is yeah. If that's the case, then it's it's Arnold that she's talking to, and I think I think your idea of her just doing this over and over again to try and seek uh, consciousness makes makes perfect sense yeah and i think like the fact that the fact that it was young anthony hopkins confirms that this is arnold she sees but um but i but i yeah i think i think that that is what i read from it like even the first time i saw it is like mm. the this idea because otherwise like she's ending up in the same spot as she was every time and also when it's showing the blue dress she was also walking into the town like confused or whatever yeah so she got she got to there in the similar way obviously not the same storyline way like william wasn't about and stuff like that in fact, you could even maybe say William wasn't about in this white shirt, Dolores, because mm. she's not cut on the stomach. So, well, I mean, um, it, yeah. the, the implication to me here is that she's done this dozens, maybe hundreds of times since the yeah. blue dress, um, Dolores, and uh, and and has just sat here until someone came and found her and reset her. I guess, which is mm. a pretty pretty heartbreaking in and of itself, really. Yeah, exactly. So, <laughs> it's interesting, actually. Ford must want it to happen in some way because every time she gets reset, he would he not question like why is she actually going there? Like why yeah. is she going there? You know, and but I mean um, it speaks to what they said previously, which is that no one actually understands how the host works. So I mean Ford, mm-hmm. for all his you know delusions of grandeur and his ideas of, of himself as this kind of like benevolent creator who controls everything, I I I get the impression that even if he wanted to stop Dolores from seeking consciousness through these conversations with Arnold, he wouldn't be able to because he doesn't know how he doesn't know how to change the core coding to, to achieve it. Mm. Yep, yep, yep. Okay. Man in Black shows up. Yep. Not who so she know... wanted to see. <laughs> yeah, so we know that Man in Black was told by Tallulah about this about the, the buried uh you know, whatever you call it. Um so then he comes to it and and it's not buried now it's actually a proper chapel 
and he comes in, and it is White Shirt Dolores there. Yes. Now, if your theory is correct, if your theory is correct, that would imply that this man in black is William, and 30 years after uh, what happened earlier in this episode, he now shows up and finds Dolores along the same path in the chapel. Yes. Interesting. So I wonder... <clears throat> it does make me wonder what he did to her in that first episode. Because I take that to all be happening in the same timeline. Um, Man in Black did something to Dolores. Her dad went crazy on the on the Abernathy, uh, on the Abernathy ranch. Um, he left the photo there. And then <clears throat> when she was re- circulated back in, their, t- their uh, paths are crossing again. At, at this end point um i mean i guess it could be that he just you know did something horrible to her and that was enough to kind of we we have seen uh, other examples of hosts where trauma uh, is enough to kind of awaken them to you know other memories that they previously had but i guess my my understanding of this kind of loop like wider loop that Dolores is on is that she's kind of doing it anyway regardless of whether she suffers trauma or not or maybe she's just suffered enough trauma over the course of her career that that she doesn't need any more but i i do wonder if there's any more to their meeting in the first episode or whether it's it's just that was the beginning of this particular loop and this is the end of it yeah i think that's a astute observation actually like that what actually caused this present day Dolores in your theory to move along this path to, to arrive here definitely probably had something to do with her father peter yeah. abernathy uh and her noticing that it was a different dad remember that yes um yeah, yeah. as well as that she found the photo um which would obviously kick start these thoughts and the as gun as well as that huh and the gun i don't know what happened yeah, that's, with that what gun. that's what i was gonna say as well as that she had a gun buried in her garden um what's that about interesting like we now we do there's a gun yeah she's she's now admitted to potentially killing someone uh mm. what do you think is happening here because is this Chekhov's gun which we have not seen not only have we not seen it fired we haven't seen it again yeah i i feel like surely that's the thing that's going to kill arnold like it's gotta be it's gotta be the thing that kills arnold like it, it is it which makes me think so she found well, that means she kept it then she kept it all these years yeah, but I mean, you know, we've got examples of like Maeve keeping all of her drawings of the spaceman oh, yeah. and stuff. Mm-hmm. So there are there are other examples of hosts keeping things for um, long periods of time to kind of jog their memory. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I've I've got a that gun's got to come back somewhere, and, and as you say, we haven't even seen it again, which makes me think that that it's going to come back fairly soon. Um, given they're, yeah. they're, they're, not, Endless, they're not even hinting yeah. at it. Um, I, they can't carry that into another season because <laughs> that would be insane to be like, end of season three, remember that gun she found in the second episode <laughs> yeah. of season one? Um, yeah, I think that gun's going to have to be what kills Arnold. I don't know. Okay. I, I don't know. The thing that I'm sort of racking over in my brain is I don't know how we get from Dolores chatting away with Arnold, having the time of her life to actually shooting him. Uh, I, I feel like Ford is going to have to have a hand in that. Uh, because she seems to get on with Arnold and doesn't seem to have mm-hmm. any malice towards him. So, yeah, I'm really interested to see how that all pans out. 
Okay, interesting. And the last thing in the episode, uh, which we can touch on, is that Ford knew what was going on the whole time. Yeah. He had a back door into the code. I love that. He's just been sitting there the whole time. Yeah. And, uh, you know, and it's like, well, he has had his tablet, I suppose, so it's not as... He did have he did have access to code, so yeah. it's okay. But it's, it's just funny, like, the idea of these men talking in a room for ages, and then all of a sudden it's like, I had a back door into yeah. the code. Um, but, he, okay, so he had a back door into the code of Clementine and, and of Bernard. Mm. Um, and I love the idea that he, like, then... Bernard's like, well, what are you doing? Like, why didn't you tell me this before we started? And he's like, and he's just like, well, I was wanted to see whether you would choose to be my partner again, uh, yeah. which made complete sense to me. Yeah, I mean, this is this is really this is one of the most monstrous things I think he's he's done really because he he's this is his kind of like Return of the Jedi Emperor Palpatine moment where he's just like <laughs> now witness the power of this fully armed and operational battle system, um, <laughs> unlimited power, because <laughs> yeah. um, he's just sitting there knowing that he's gonna he's gonna fuck up Bernard's whole day in about half an hour, but it's. The thing that's really monstrous about this is he le- he allows Bernard to go on this journey of self-discovery, uh, you know, go- going through this really, like, emotional sequence of letting go of the memory of his dead son because it is a fake memory in order to try and seek something greater for him for himself. And it's clearly very painful for him, and it's, it's shot beautifully, and it's very emotional. And it's all just, like, undermined by this re- revelation at the end that he just doesn't care. Like, he's gone through all of that, because he wanted to see if Bernard would choose to resume his role as his partner, and when it becomes clear that he won't, um, he makes him kill himself and wipe his sentience away, or at least that's the implication of what happened. We don't actually Mm -hmm. see it happen, so maybe the gunshot was something else, but I think it's heavily implied (laughs) that that Bernard is going to be wiped again uh, by the end of of this, uh, this episode. Yep. Okay, awesome. Do you want to get into the roundup then? Yeah, let's do it. All right, so IMDb rating is 9.4 for this one. Growing up again. Yeah, I think... um, uh, It's becoming like a running trend now for me to just be like, every single one of these was really good. But again, I mean, this this was a great episode. Lots of lots of reveals. The, the, my one criticism of where this show has gone in the last five or six episodes is the lack of Western stuff. Mm. We don't really get any of that anymore. Um, but I mean, it's not. It's more of a taste thing than an actual flaw in the show. I would just have liked them to still find a way to to tie this into you know like the, the, those kind of like western tropes but i understand why they can't because they're kind of onto bigger and better things but i still think this was a fantastic episode we get bernard's journey of self-realization we get the dolores like kind of three timeline stuff and her, the kind of the end of her loop the arnold reveal we get confirmation that it's pronounced bernard it's just everything that we could possibly want from from from, uh, from from an episode so i i think i agree with that rating i think this is definitely one of the one of the best ones so far yeah awesome uh, i agree with you uh what do you think conrad give us a list did you have any new theories actually i don't know if you did have so any i mean ones. it's the it's the three they uh, like the the last one there's going to be some argument over i think but so the three okay. that i got are uh, dolores is retracing the steps of her past storyline with william in the present day so the, the kind of third third storyline um or third timeline um idea then uh, neither teddy nor dolores actually shot up the town they are seeing in their imagination and okay. uh, the last one there's going to be some consternation because i arrived at this about 10 minutes before uh it was actually confirmed by the show but arnold is bernard uh so we'll see 
We'll see. Uh, okay. We'll see what the so I think well that, that one is concluded now. So did you give yourself green on that one? I haven't given myself anything for that yet because as as, as you well know, I am not a fan, generally speaking, of awarding points for theories uh, created in the same episode where they are confirmed. So we'll see. We'll see how we're doing. I'll keep that in the back pocket, and if the points are looking rough, I might I might argue for that one. <laughs> But, uh... Okay. All right. Okay. Well, we'll leave that there for because even like the idea of like just saying that Bernard is Arnold or Arnold is Bernard, there's even some chat in in that. You know what I mean? But yeah. I understand the I understand the, the feelings behind the the theory. Okay. So very quickly, then we've got a couple of questions and okay. from the listeners, and then we will move on to uh, bigger and better things for the weekend. What do you think? Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Not better, surely. No, yeah, yeah. There's, no, there's nothing better than this. But we are, oh, I am going to the Cinema Sea Reminiscence. So that could be a it, lot worse. <laughs> if there's something I love more than talking about films, it's actually watching films, let's yes. be honest. Yeah, um, that's fair. Uh, okay, so Lord Stannis asks, will we see Bernard again in the finale? Uh, now, not saying never again, but in the finale. Uh, and if, if we do see him again... Who's going to go into cold storage and find him? I don't think. I think he. I think we'll get his body. And I don't think this is the last we'll see of Bernard, purely because you know every other host can be cycled back into circulation uh, when they get shot in the head. So why why not why not Bernard? Um, who's going to find him? Mm. I, I I find that an interesting question. Who's going to find him? Because. I got the impression from the way Ford was talking that he wasn't like just going to leave him there. It was like this is going to he's going to restart Bernard back to what he was. You yeah, know what I, mean? I, I I could see <clears throat> I I could either see him just continuing on his loop, you know, Ford getting another ten years out of his loop or whatever, however long he's had Bernard, uh, you know, rolling along quite happily for, or it's going to be someone like Charlotte who's going to turn up and be like, "You work for me now." Um, but. Uh, I, yeah, I, I don't think I don't think it's the end of Bernard. I think maybe we'll see a body. I could see them doing something interesting where they cut between like Bernard's body on a sleigh and Arnold's body on a sleigh, and and the whole mm-hmm. episode is kind of framed around um, which is which and who did what to who. Uh, but uh, but that's that's pure speculation. <laughs> okay, yeah. Um, next question from Lord Stannis says: mm-hmm. If Dolores did kill Arnold, why do you think she did it? I I think she was ordered to do it by ford that's my guess because I, ju- I just don't see dolores at the point where she she kills arnold does not seem violent she does not seem like she doesn't like him and we know we've seen ford command hosts to kill before it just seems like it would be very it seems like the obvious conclusion to that storyline is he and arnold have had some kind of irrevocable difference and ford knows that he has to move on without without Arnold and he'll he'll uh, he'll get him bumped off by old Dolores. Yeah, okay, fair enough. And last question from Vic Disco. If your theory about a man in black being William is correct, then uh, he has been reunited with Dolores. But if you're wrong, do you think that William will find her and what will happen if he does? Um well, William can find even if he, even if Conrad's theory is correct, he can still find the Dolores from his timeline. Yeah, I see. I don't think the issue for William is going to be going forward is going to be finding Dolores. Like, I think Dolores is pretty easy to find. She's literally in you know the town of Sweetwater when when you turn up in the game. I think the issue for William is getting Dolores to the point where she makes him feel the way he wants to feel, and and trying to capture that 
relationship and and transpose it to the quote unquote real world. So I think that's that's the dragon that 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 William is going to be chasing for the next 30 40 years or however much. Um but I I I took it, it even if even if I'm not correct. I I take William's infatuation with Dolores to mean that he will come back again and again and try to find different ways to to have this relationship with Dolores some some successful some not some involving him shooting Teddy a bunch of times like who who can say okay awesome uh i do have one more thing i wanted to mention go uh on. stephen crummy uh in the in the comments has had a go at us oh no rightly so i believe uh it said suspend your disbelief for androids uh, almost completely indistinguishable from humans you can't imagine there being more sophisticated editing software than we have today. <laughs> no, it's a simple. Listen, Androids, I can see the benefit of video editing software has has barely improved in the last ten years. So uh, you know, my I think we've reached a point of entropy with that, and it's never going to get any better. <laughs> Let's double down on this. Yeah. I ought to, I honestly think that if if you just look at the Boston Dynamics, look look at what they're doing. You know, I can I can I can see the through line from there to a Dolores host. I can't really see how we're going to get to a system where you can. Nah, actually, maybe I can. I don't. I, listen, if if it was a system, right? Okay, maybe they can. Maybe they can do it. Maybe they can do it. But like circling around, roughly around uh, Bernard in the video the way they did, and then all of a sudden the computer knows where he is and stuff, and knows what what to replace behind him with. I'm sorry, I can't get there. I can't get there. <laughs> no, I I think Stephen makes a very good point. Um, I will will also actually say in the vein of that, there's a line from Charlotte in this episode where she's like. Ford what has all these highfalutin ideas and like oh baroque I think she describes them as baroque ideas about what he wants to do when the like ninety percent of people who come to this park just want something to shoot or have sex with and I was like oh, oh buddy, that, yeah. that is how it's gonna go isn't it like, <laughs> like we're gonna we're gonna invent these robots and they're just gonna be like sex and violence robots well yeah like that's the thing any robot with a, with a with a human face at the minute is almost exclusively uh, for for that purpose you yeah. know what i mean not kill not killing but you know you know what i mean um i've never seen a robot maybe i'm wrong but i've never seen a robot that looks human-like which isn't a sex doll for sale yes yeah i don't i mean i'm i'll be honest i'm not that well versed in the sex doll market but um well i just i, I saw I, I saw a clip of a guy talking yeah. about his uh, girlfriend <laughs> who was a sex doll on uh you know reputable yeah yeah uk show this morning uh i saw a guy obviously you know it's, like, it's basically like a a, a a rag newspaper as yeah. a tv show i'm but, sure schofield but, was uh is that schofield i can't remember Schof, yeah old schof himself <laughs> yeah. um and holly holly willoughby but uh basically they were talking about the, to this guy and he had his little robot on there and all but and, and looked like a human you know kind of, well not really but you know what i mean so I don't really, I don't really ever see robots out there that have human faces which aren't for sex. So I don't really know. No. I don't, I don't really know if 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 that's if, how, how that's going to happen. I can't imagine Boston Dynamics just all of a sudden releasing a robot that can jump over things with a human face. I don't, like, I don't think yeah, that's going to happen. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna make this dog robot that's for carrying shit in the army, but we're actually gonna make it look like a dog. Like that would be, <laughs> that would be very upsetting. That would be weird. Okay, there we go, guys. Thanks very much for listening. We're on to the final episode of season one next week. I cannot wait mm. to have a chat about it. Um, I'm sure we'll also do something to do with the uh, the what do you call it? 
theory Conrad's matrix. theory matrix as well um like we did with the oa we'll sort of bundle it all together looking forward to that as well it's a big long episode so we might not be able to talk about everything in as much detail uh but we can try we can try our, our, our darndest uh sure a lot of the stuff that happens in season finales anyway is sort of all like sort of 20 this 20 minutes can be talked about in one go sort of thing as well yeah but we'll get there thanks very much guys if you want to support the podcast there's links in the description if you want to follow us on youtube we are the culture cave on audio apps we are the best no we're not the best movie podcast ever but do follow that one as well because that's really good <laughs> we're the after dark podcast um thanks very much guys give the video a like subscribe all that sort of stuff and we'll see you next time goodbye goodbye thank you for listening the after dark podcast has been a culture cave production Please subscribe on audio apps as well as on YouTube at The Culture Cave. Join us next week as Conrad journeys further into the unknown.